now sitting at the wave table. Yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 15 of the wave table. This episode is featuring Pharaoh Freaks, or at least one half of Pharaoh Freaks. Omar, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing perfect. How about you? How is, how is the sunshine in Australia? <laughs> or I would say it's nighttime probably there. Yeah, it is. It's about 9 p.m. at the moment. But um, the last few days have, have been pretty good here. We've actually been getting some sunshine. Before that, it's, it was just like raining yeah. constantly and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, uh, good to know. Good to know. Yeah, because at least here, uh, like I live in in Finland in Helsinki, and uh, the weather here is 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 pretty cold all the year. So, <laughs> like we have been luckily this this month was a bit like quite warm, and but just like the last few days, it was like extreme rain. We are we are having jackets on already. Jeez, till August. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but can't complain, can't complain. Like, I'm originally from Egypt, so uh, the weather is big difference. Like, there's a huge difference in the weather, but yeah, it's still fun here. It's still fun. At least, like, yeah. it, it, at least if it's cold all the time, you kind of get used to it, right? And it's... it's I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're welcome to try yourself. But, like, I, I every time I think, like, I got the hang of it, but then... Uh, it's like the cold <laughs> comes in and you're just under the pillow all the time. Uh, I mean, under uh, the sheets and like, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> it's still fun. Like at least the good, the good part about it here, it's, it's like the, everything is almost organized and clean. And, you know, the European Scandinavian vibe, I would say, are, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. So tell me how you guys met and kind of how you formed Pharaoh Freaks. Uh, so first of all, like uh, we were in Egypt, we, me and Edra, we are friends because we live in the same town. So we already knew each other before even we start to be DJs uh, together because uh, he was doing gigs. He was a big organizer actually in Egypt for, for EDM gigs and sort of things. And oh, I wouldn't say EDM back then. It was just like house music and tribal yeah. house and yeah. things like that. And then I was starting, uh, like I started DJing first and basically I, I found out about it. Like I used to do, uh, I don't know if you're aware of Counter-Strike. It's this computer oh, yeah. gaming. It's, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So <laughs> me and the guys back in Egypt, we used to sit and play that. And then like in a place that's called like a uh, cyber, uh, like computer. Sim- yeah. Like there is just a bunch like, of computers and we sit and play. So I started to just be like, let's put music in the background. And I used to collect the music. And then I just found out like, okay, I actually know how to put the music good together, to sound, <laughs> make them sounds nice. And this is where he started to kick in. I started to try to get gigs, to play live, and it kept on going until I met Adri. And he started to be like my manager, actually. He was not DJing with me, so he managed me for quite some time. And then he moved to Finland, and then we, like, he started to DJ when he became, like, uh, went to Finland, I mean. And then when I moved to Finland again, like, we started to DJ together. Uh, so this is simply how the idea of DJing together, but as a brand, we had several actually other brands than Ferro Freaks. Ferro Freaks is the latest one. So first, like, at least for myself, I had a name called FIDO, which is, I used to do with it EDM music. And I had some couple good releases. One with, was with uh, actually one record label from over there. It's called One Love. It's a, uh, it's Australian record label. Mm. And uh, I had a release with Ultra Records and another, I don't know, like a couple, couple releases around, like EDM vibey, you know, the, the 
boomy big room. <laughs> and then we switched to a bit like a new disco and how you like nowadays it's called Jack in House, but back then it was called New Disco style, which is like Croatia Squad and, and, and EDX and this type of house. So we started to create this with the name of Omar and Adri. And actually we did pretty well with it and we start to go lots of gigs in Europe, like in Croatia, Greece, Italy, Copenhagen and Denmark and, and stuff like this with the name Omar and Adri. But then at some point we just had a block. Like we cannot mm -hmm. really make this music anymore. We we tried to do anything to develop it, it's not happening. So we just were like, okay, let's go back to our roots, to like what we used to actually do, which is the EDM. And this is where we created Fair Freaks. But then we went like extremely hard, like trap and, and, and like, so not, I would not say rhythm. We have been always stick to like hybrid trap yeah. of, of all yeah. our releases. And then we tried to do some pop music, but did not work. But now we're on the mid tempo and we yeah. are loving it. And it's going. Fucking love red light. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you, legend. Yeah. We always try to, as you can see, we try to combine the Middle Eastern with the whatever we do. Like, yeah. I think it's, 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 it's really good to just put a touch of something that is like you, like where, where you come from or something, because it, this little things, it just makes you more unique in a way. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. that's, that's, so, that's all, uh, all the story. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's cool to learn about your journey and how you pretty much started out from just like playing background music at like land parties or internet cafes or whatever. And then yeah. that just kind of like <laughs> progressed and multiplied into all these other things. That's fucking sick, dude. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty fun journey so far. And yeah, I love how you like in, in, incorporate your Egyptian background into the sound of your tracks. Um, did that kind of just flow naturally through you or did you feel like maybe this will be something that'll make me unique and stand out from the crowd. Well, I like, because we, we, we used to do tracks that has like, not, I would not say like Western vibes, but just, just the regular vibe all the time. But then at some point we always thought like our track sounds nice, but it does not like, like it does not match with who we are like like okay it's fun like we had we had a couple of releases that they were okay cool they have the melodies they have the chords they have everything but then when you just listen to them and look at us there is like nothing like standing out as, right. as a branding right. idea so that's why like with fair freaks we thought like from the beginning we're gonna do a name that is like technically like yeah we wrote it with fa but it should be like pha and and but it's more complicated to write the pharaoh that yeah. proper way so we just wrote it like this fa and and yeah we thought with the name with the logo it should be the anubis this like egyptian old dog and uh yeah so the whole image we're trying to just keep it as much as like oriental and ethnic in a way yeah that's awesome dude i think it's definitely gonna help you stand out a lot because i i can't think of any other like acts that have an egyptian face to them you know yeah, they're, to be honest, like I'm, I, I, there, there is, they are not like, I don't know if they are Egyptians, but they're using Egyptian like uh, brandings and stuff like this, which is uh, Sultan. He do pretty, pretty hard dubstep. <laughs> and then uh, Jewel, Jewel also. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, so both of them, they are the only two acts that uses m like 
so much oriental thing in in their work and i do really love how how the like mix both of them together uh but yeah we're trying to do something still a bit a bit different not like so connected to dubstep and rhythm and uh, yeah. sort of that so, yeah yeah you guys have like a variety of genre releases but the it's really good how you tie it all together with the egyptian influence and you've definitely got yeah. a sound that kind of a sound that surpasses genres and makes sure that people know who they're listening to, even though yeah, it's a even, different genre each release. Yeah, and it does not actually like takes a lot of effort to just use tiny thing from from where you are from. Like like yeah. even if you're from Scotland, you can always use like the bagpipes in a <laughs> way that is cool. And <laughs> I don't want to be like a stereotype person, but but like Every place has their own like thing that they could just involve somehow. Yeah, and Aussie producers start making bases out of didgeridoos. <laughs> yeah, like like uh, who? Yeah, there is this guy that's called Ahi, and he had oh, yeah. this track that is made out of uh, I don't remember what is called the instrument, but it's like this massive big like horn thing or like I don't I don't know yeah. what it's called, but it's it's really really interesting track. And and yeah, here here you go. You can always make something out of like the, the the just regular instruments and yeah. it will always work if you make it right oh, he is great by the way i've talked about him quite a few times on the podcast um, okay yeah if anyone hasn't checked him out definitely recommend yeah they should like on, honestly he, he i figured one tip out of him uh this that was about span like the analyzer like he did this one video explaining it which is i i really like love it just how he explained how how you should see frequencies and things like this because like i heard it many times but he explained it in a really good way so he really goes deep and like explains every single detail yeah yeah true so w when you guys f first started making music together before even pharaoh freaks just in the the beginning yeah. did you guys have trouble working together because i know collaborating can be like, <laughs> be like hard for a yeah, lot of people well, <laughs> well it's it's really the good part about us that we are not identical of how how we like think and how we act so this was the best part that he's not like he he, he knows what works and what's not yeah i'm not like this i'm i'm more the nerd guy like i'm more the guy who would sit behind the desk for for hours and hours and just trying to tweak one single sound and even though no one might notice it but i still love to do that and uh, he he just look at the bigger picture like no this is shit no this will be okay this is good so so this is why it's like good balancing for us from the beginning it's been even when he was just managing me for doing the gigs it was like that like he would tell me don't play this track ever again because yeah, it kills the vibe <laughs> and so and sort of this thing so even when we are djing it helps because like for me i would think like so technical like what track could go with the one after no this does not fit he just thinks like okay the people need this track right now we need yeah. to put it yeah. so this is why like it, it's good that we are different and i have never seen it as a, as a like a difficult to work with him as in in the production or like in the djing as well that's awesome yeah you guys seem to just naturally fit well together um i think i've had collabs in the past where i'll i'll make a sound and the other guy's like 
nah, that sounds shit. And then he makes something else. And I'm like, I don't really like that <laughs> one. So I make something else. <laughs> and it's just like a back and forth of sound design. Yeah. And we just don't really agree on the sounds. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, yeah, it, it's, it's good, of course, to, to clash like in some ideas, as long as you're honest, like, because many, pro- many people just become shy, like to say when something is bad. They just be like, they are aware that, afraid that the other person gets offended or something. But actually, you need to be sometimes the like honest and open one in the room because, yeah, it, it just, your track at the end of the day. So it has to sound good or just, yeah, don't put it out. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good thing for you and for the other collaborators. <laughs> and speaking of good tracks, let's talk about Red Light. So, all right. The intro. To red light is fucking epic, dude. Like, yeah. holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's actually, thank you to say so. Like, yeah, it's, it's the most one that got comments, actually, more than <laughs> even the drops, which is uh, like sort of annoying to me. Because, <laughs> like, the drop, the one that took hours and hours to be done and the breakdown, it did take a while still, but like, yeah. But I'm, I'm still glad that the people happy with some part of the track. Don't get me wrong, like the drop is amazing too, but I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah, um, I, understand. I feel like it's much easier to stand out with an intro because in a drop, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, there's going to be a kick, a snare and sick bases, but with intros and breaks, you can do literally anything, you know? Yeah. 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 It, it's like the, the, actually this, this track red light was in the beginning when we were making it, it was a trap trap track it was 150 bpm it was not uh, i think now it's 95 or 100 somewhere between yeah i keep forgetting tempos but anyway so it was it was an 150 it was way faster the breakdown was the actually first thing we created and we found like this flute and we usually like to use these flutes and 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 things that really stands out that they are arabic right away yeah it's like it does not take a lot of effort to recognize so we just found the flute, first of all, as a sample, and we chopped it somehow. And then we were like, okay, yo, we need to create a track around this. And then everything started to go on with the breakdown, like one by one. But then we, when we switched and tried to u- do some mid-tempo, we slowed everything down. And it's, it's like how you heard it at the moment. Hell yeah. Yeah, go check yeah. it out. Um, it's called Red Light by Pharaoh Freaks. Uh, and thank you, thank and- you. With the drop as well, like I did want to talk about the drop as well. So you've got an amazing thick, like, you know, just the thickest of mid-tempo basses and you've got <laughs> that glitchy <laughs> ear candy that it's, it's like kind of noisy, but it's, it's also really nice to listen to at the same time somehow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so when you're chopping and changing between so many different sounds in a drop, how do you make sure that it all flows well and it doesn't just sound like random noise? Well, it's, it's like the most person I would say this affected me recently to, to fit stuff together, which is Skrillex when he started to have this live uh, mm. like videos and sessions when he was creating things. And also because I heard it one time when, when Virtual Riot was speaking that Skrillex is one of the best people who can make any sound fit exactly right, where it's right. placed. So when like I, I just heard this phrase and I was like, how? Some sounds, they cannot just fit like however you try to them. And then until I watched him, 
and then I understood what, what he meant. So you might have a sample that does not belong there, but you make it belong there somehow. Like you just chop it, you just tune it, you change the tone. So this is what I do. This is why sometimes like I, I, I would like, I know it's better to just find a different sample, but like when I place a sample, then I try to change it. I always hear the sample there. So this is why I might spend like, I don't know, three hours tweaking something that lasts for two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and just try to make it fit there. But then it's also like a whole image. Like you need to sometimes sit backwards and look at whole, the whole phrase, like of the drop. How is it fitting together? If it's not, sometimes, yeah, you just have to give up and be like, okay, yeah, this sound does not fit there. Let's, let's tweak it. But yeah, this is what I would usually do is find a sound, put it there and try to make it fit as, as a tonality or just how you chop it, how it's like played as a rhythm. And yeah, this is, this is at least what I do at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, doing that also just helps you sound more unique because you're not just using the sample as how it originally sounded. You're chopping yeah, it up yeah. and changing it, changing the pitch, changing the texture. You, you're just adding your own flavor to it. So n- not only yeah. can you make other weird things fit into the <laughs> track somehow, it also makes yeah. it more used, so that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Mentor. So thank you. And um, that that Skrillex live stream or whatever that you were talking about, I think I watched that uh, a few months yeah, ago, I'm- and like, I <laughs> instantly I created a track in like a week, and it was amazing. Like that that live stream just inspired me so much. Yeah, he was. I don't I don't remember what was it, but he had like some rap vocals. In, in the track yeah and the yeah. drop the drop had like this wavy vocal loop that was going on with the bass like i did like i i did not catch it when he started the the stream like i, I was just on in instagram just laying and, and i was like let's see what's going on and then i see like i saw like skrillex is live i was like shit <laughs> and just clicked it and, and then i was watching it a bit and and until i think his phone battery died or something uh, just in the middle of the stream it, it went off uh <laughs> but yeah like like it was it was just really great to see like uh, of course we we can always admit that he's he's like in the top of the game oh yeah how how he is because like yeah it's it's amazing always his work it's even if you don't like the track it still sounds perfect <laughs> like, this, this is the thing with him that's it's a bit annoying at some point <laughs> but, <laughs> so uh, let's jump back to Red Light w- was there any artists that inspired the track like such as Rez oh, okay. or 1788L or anything yeah yeah there is there is uh, Blank Blank is, is like one of the most I listen to at the moment um, he's, he's like it's, it's mainly I was listening to the track that he did with Illinium um uh, it was, it's like they had bipolar as well in the vocals. What was it called? Okay. I don't remember. But anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's one of the latest that just came out with Illinium and, and it was like amazing. Like how, how they had the drop, like the bass and the drop, it was massive. I, so my whole idea when like we switched to mid tempo that I wanted to create this, this feeling of the bass, like, like, <laughs> like it's, it's really, really thick in the low mid yeah. somehow. And, and the really, really high end of the sound, like, you feel like the high, freq- uh, the high mid frequencies is almost not so there, but everything else is so fat. Right. So I was just trying to recreate some some kind of bass that sounds like that, and then I we just ended up with the drop, the, the this like the 
the, the first drop that you hear in red light, which is like this uprising basis. Uh, and then the rest came after, but this was the first sound that all created in the whole drop. So yeah, blank. Thanks to you. You're <laughs> like, uh, is the one, the one who, who like, yeah, inspired for this track. <laughs> it's really awesome when you just someone completely inspires an entire track. Like, uh, <laughs> I can remember times where there's like been like, and say an excision bass or something. And that's yeah. inspired me yeah. to go make a whole track. It's amazing. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Now I remember the track is called gorgeous. Ah, the, the, ah. yeah. So, Sick. so yeah, it's, 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 it's honestly for me, at least one of my favorites for, for, from him, like it's one of my top tracks, even though it's not getting so like noticed as his other tracks. But for me, it's like, guys, this track is so big. Yeah. Blank yeah. is amazing, dude. Yeah, he is. Isn't he Australian as well? If I, if yeah. I yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Your boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Blank and yeah. phase one are my boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, your, your guys' tunes can actually be pretty dense at times. Like sometimes there's a lot of elements going on. And so I was wondering if you guys had any tips about, mixing it to be clean yet still having each element sound good and have a, its own place in the mix so i would i would say it's it's like really depending how from the beginning you layer sounds like when you choose a layer just just always ask yourself why you are putting it there this is this is like really number one critical point because you could just stack a lot of sounds on top of each other and there is no need for them to be there because like when you look at the leads you're not only looking leads you're looking also as like uh, the low mid and you're looking at like the higher like parts of the bases that you're gonna add there it's it really depends also what kind of track you're making but uh, like if you're making something like what we do mid tempo or uh, uh, maybe not hybrid but i would say like a bit in a dubstep and and uh, sort of like the layers the the all like all are one thing so let's say you just for example, on the mid-tempo, the, the bases that you heard, that the, this rising ones, they are, they are three layers on top of each other, and then there's two bases under them. So when we are layering, we wanted one that is really resonating in the, like, the high frequency that is really screaming, sort of like, like a screech sound. And then there is one in the mid just to make your ears don't hurt because you only hear high frequency. And then there was one a bit lower just to, to fill them together. So sort of... And they should not all be souls. Like, try to always keep this in mind. Like, if you put, like, a soul wave everywhere, it's just going to sound, like, similar in a way. Yeah. So try to put something that is so different, a different, really, wave table that has weird things going on. And this is how we always think, because we are, we are not at this level yet as in sound design that we create the sound from scratch ourselves, honestly. Uh, we are just, like, we would take something that is made by semantics or, or whatever, and we just keep on tweaking them or layering them until they sound different. Uh, so this is at least what we do. We would just take layers and we'd be like, why do we want this sound there? And we always make sure that, okay, we need it. And if you just felt for a second you don't need this sound there, then you actually don't. So yeah, uh, this is this is how I would say, even in the bass, it's the same story, the drums, everything. It's like a sound you feel, there's no need. The drum yeah. sounds already good. You don't have to have... 10 snares on top of each other. You could just have one 
that is really made actually well from the beginning. So, and it will be pretty enough. Well, yeah, I think um, an- another thing to add on to that is if you feel like you've got too much going on, then do the mute test. Just mute a track and play the song without that track. And exactly. if you, if you don't true. recognize that it's missing, then just delete it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually a good one. Like, uh, like yeah, I, haven't, I haven't tried it, honestly, myself, but like, it is, it is true. I, 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 yeah, give it up for the people. <laughs> they have a new, new um, one to um, have ahead. Since you brought up like cymatics presets and stuff, I wanted to get your opinion on the whole presets versus doing your own sound design thing. Because I know some people think that using presets kind of ruins the authenticity of a track. And I just wanted to see what, what you thought about that. Yeah, well, I always, I always say this even for, for some people when I like, tell them about music production or I give tips or anything. Like, this is why samples and presets are created. Like, this is why when you, <laughs> like, there's millions and millions of, of money spent on this factor just, just to help you. It, they did not require you to use them as they are, even though if you just use them as they are, it's all about the concept. I, you could have the same bank and I could have it and I cannot create anything with it. And with what you can create is something amazing. So I'm not really against using samples or, or using presets. And even like if you think someone of really great like sound designer at the moment, like Quicks or something like that. So at the beginning, he was using, he said that even one time that he was using like cymatic stuff and tweaking them until he just makes them sounds a bit different. And now had he is at the moment like one of the best who's creating sounds and so on. So I don't I don't see something really against that because if yeah. you let's say you really don't know how to create a sound that you hear in your ears, but you know another like preset that sounds yeah. really similar. Yeah. So why why just it's good of course to learn and, and to develop and so all of that, but like I would say, well, just do something at the moment. Like take the sound, maybe analyze it, do reverse engineer, learn how it was built from the beginning but still it's not a bad thing if you just use the preset that is there yeah hell yeah man i totally agree and i've kind of noticed a trend lately of people saying similar things to what you just said whereas if you took it to maybe like two three years ago everyone was like fuck presets you gotta do your own sound (laughs) design uh and i'm just glad that it's kind of shifting towards presets are okay just try to make them your own somehow um yeah because ultimately like using presets is just gonna it's gonna teach people how to sound design because they're gonna like reverse engineer and stuff and it's gonna allow people to express their creativity more easily like like you said if there's a specific sound but you don't know how to make it then there's presets for that so yeah yeah exactly and 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 it's like Like how do I say? I'm I'm trying to get it in a nice way that does not sound like a douchey or, or anything. Like because, like this is why they are there. Like like there is there the must be a point to them. And you might think that like, the biggest artist you ever known that they don't use presets, while actually most of the tracks is made out of presets. Like Avicii was like oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. rest in peace. It, all his tracks is just like Nixus. And then, like, when you look at Marshmallow at the beginning, most of his, or maybe until now, some of his stuff is, like, 
Nexus. It's, it's yeah. This is why, like I say, there is there is no like bad thing to just use them, and and they are like really great artists. I I don't like say ah oh, nah they are bad. You need to be someone like Skrillex or or, <laughs> or a virtual riot like a god of serum or something like this to just be good. No, you a good artist is good artist. So there is there is no nothing against that. So yeah, hell yeah, good art is good art. That's for sure. Um, so have you guys ever made any other kind of music? Like uh, before you started making EDM, were you into like uh, guitar or piano or anything like that? <laughs> no, actually, like before we start production at all, we we have never touched any instrument. Like at the moment, actually, I'm I'm lear- learning how to play piano. Like it's it's uh, frustrating to learn it on a late age, but <laughs> you can always make it. Um, but like like I'm using this uh, musician, it's it's really really great. Oh, have, yeah. Honestly, like shout out to them. Uh, but like yeah, this is at the moment I'm trying to develop more how to play piano. But at least like I read lots of books about music theory at least at the beginning, because I like when we started to make music, our melody sounded just weird, and we never knew why. <laughs> and like back then the tutorials were not like that big so yeah. to find a really yeah. good accurate tutorial it, it takes you a lot of time so we just were like okay let's let's get some couple books from amazon or something and read what is like how to write melodies and how to write those things and we start one by one to build our knowledge from like scratch uh but yeah not nothing before our first production <laughs> cool and um even though tutorials are massive now, I find that books are way more focused. Like if you want to learn something and you buy a book about it, then you're going to fucking learn it. But if you want to learn something and you go to YouTube, then you'll learn like (laughs) bits and pieces over the course of the next three years until you finally like piece it all together. (laughs) It is like part of it is true because like you just need to know what you're looking for. Like yeah. this is this is the issue about like the tutorials that if you know what is the actual phrase or like that what what do you need like how 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 to read frequencies how to steer your image how this and that and then like you start to look it up you're gonna find probably some 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 decent stuff nowadays everyone is trying to push it to buy courses online and yeah. things like this but otherwise like still there's really really good tutorials over there but yeah with the books because they are just like let's say a couple hundred pages of this they 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 don't have something else to discuss they cannot just be in the middle of the video like yeah but click here to subscribe <laughs> no it's a book you already bought it so <laughs> so you're just gonna like be straight to the point and and honestly like from the books like there was this one two books i remember one of them called dance music manual mm. and this other one called uh, computer musician uh, music theory for computer musicians those are the most ones that were like really really useful to me and and i got almost all the foundation out of them but the mixing and frequencies and so on i'm actually really gra- uh really glad you brought those books up because i've i've had them on my like to read list for a while and then yeah but i didn't read much until recently until like after lockdown started um yeah but by then, I'd completely forgotten the names of those books. So I'm really glad you brought that up so I can go <laughs> order them on Amazon now. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say the Dance Music Manual, they, because they keep 
re-editing the editions. Oh, the really? Oh, really? Yeah, like like when I read it, I think it was the second edition. Now there is fourth. <laughs> so That's this awesome. is, was the That's best awesome. part because sometimes you read a book and it's talking about like a track that is made, I don't know, in the 80s. And you'd be like, <laughs> no one no one uses this anymore. Like there's yeah. way, way more advanced stuff. So like the, it was good that they are making new editions. I did not read the latest ones, but I assume that it's going to have more like DAW based information. Yeah. You know, like yeah. not not just talking about the tapes and uh, sort of the analog <laughs> type of work. Yeah, that's sick, man. It's good that they're keeping up with the times because, yeah, I agree. I feel like a lot of books yeah. just get released and then they're forgotten about because, you know, you can't update <laughs> a book without re-releasing yeah. a new edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, did you guys learn, like, a lot of um, mixing and mastering stuff from those books or was it mainly uh, music theory? Like... Well, from the books, honestly, they taught us the basics. Like, I understood. The only thing I didn't understand from the books still was the compressor, like, what it actually does. <laughs> like, yeah, this is, like, like it, it's there. It's explaining. But, like, the compressor is one of the most things that you need to hear it to understand, or at least yeah. for me. I, I, I had to hear it. I had to see the wave changing so I would understand when, because, like, it, I understood it on the drums. Like, okay, that was an easy to understand compressors on drums, but I never understood it on something that has a long, like sustained note or a yeah. sustained like sound. So like, because on the piano, I was like, well, then what's the point if you are trying to like increase the body or increase the attack or sort of how are you going to do it on a really long note? And then what, with using it too much, then I start to understand. So I would say with the mixing from the books, it just, I had the fundamentals, but like to have more accurate uh, like op um, ideas and stuff like this. I had to watch tutorials and try myself for, for several years to understand some stuff. Yeah. Compression is like a, that's probably the most like mysterious thing in uh, music production. Um, I only really learned what compression did like a year ago or something. Like yeah. <laughs> I, I only fully understood it like a year ago and I've been producing for like six or seven years. Um, yeah. It's, it's because like also lots of the compressors nowadays, like the OTT or things like this, all you know that you just put them in the work, but yeah. you don't actually know what, what they are doing to the sound. And, and I would say that compressors is one of the things that once you figure out how to accurately use them and when to use them and when not to use them, you can actually go into a whole new level of mixing like sound of, of yeah. how to make yeah. things tighter and how to make things like sounding not too squashed, but still sound so clean and things like that. So it, um, just, just my recommendation, don't use it really if you don't know what, what it's doing. Yeah. And uh, once I found out what a compressor really did, I found that I actually I used a compressor less. So yeah. if anyone out there is like having people tell them that their tracks sound too compressed, then like really try to dive deep and figure out what the hell a compressor actually does. So yeah. it helps you a lot. Yeah, true. True. Because like if I would just finally add thing to this, it's it's uh, like nowadays most of the samples, most of the presets that comes, they are already if if you're gonna be a based on samples and presets, they are ready almost ready to be used as they are. You don't need you might actually have a full track just all you need to do is balancing and EQing to it, and it's going to be ready to be released because everything is already too compressed, too distorted, 
to ready for for your like press and play. So yeah, this is the final thing I would say that try to just make a track without even putting any compressors, only EQ the frequencies you don't need, level it correctly, and use some reverbs and things like that. But that's it. Hell yeah, um, dude! It is my dream to one day release a track that doesn't need any mixing besides leveling and EQ. That would be amazing. <laughs> well, just 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 try it. Like I would say, in the, at least in the pop releases and the hip hop oh, at yeah. the moment, oh, you can you can really do that so easily that you could just record the instruments as they are. And of course, yeah, you would put for a guitar like some amp or like for a piano, you might put reverbs and so on. But I would just say that. Even try it in the in the in the electronic stuff, like because if you are using samples like somatics and and using other samples like I don't know wherever you use them, but they probably sound already pretty good. Oh, you just need to stack things correctly and and listen to the track. Like just do it as an experiment. One track, yeah. nothing as from compressors on or distortion, and just see. It it might work, it might not, but it's a good experience at least. Yeah, good experiment for sure, and um. Since we're on the topic of compression, I wanted to jump into the mastering side of things. If, yeah. <laughs> do you guys master your own tracks? Yeah, so far we have been, like most of the releases we have on Spotify is mastered by us. Only the like three first releases, like one called Bizarre and one called uh, Mo Salah. Uh, and then the third one, uh, yeah, She Wants a Man. Those those ones like we did not master it. It was from the label, but most of the other ones, yeah, we we did master ourselves. Awesome. Um, when you when you're mastering, do you take into consideration the loudness normalization for like Spotify and Apple compared to SoundCloud, where it's just the wild wild west? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good phrase, dude. Well, to be honest, like. We haven't been doing that, but like I'm thinking at least that we should start to do that from now on because like I heard some some inside news that Spotify might even just like have harder limiters on on the track like they already really? have, but like that they might even make stuff sounds a little bit like quieter if if they really like if like they already have their level of of loudness. I don't I'm, I don't think they're gonna turn everything quieter, but I think they're just gonna have it like that if anything touches it's gonna really ruin the song like if you don't have an accurate measure like gloves and and so on so like i started to think that maybe i will start to have two type of mastering like like one yeah. for spotify and an apple and one of just like for the live gigs and, and soundcloud and so on and because like so far all the tracks we master them as loud as we can go <laughs> and Sometimes some tracks we were like, okay, no, let's let's not push it too much because it starts to sound bad. Like there is this one track that before Red Light uh, was called Fox, like F X X K S, and this this one, yeah, we we pushed it. It was for almost like minus three point nine or minus four loves, and then we are like, we don't need it this much loud because it starts to sound really like compressed. Yeah, and we just yeah. took it down like to minus five and a half or like i think so and then we're what, like everyone was so happy with the mastering more they were like you can hear the track is breathing coming back and forth yeah. and it's not just to your ears like all the time like ah, ah, ah. so <laughs> it was it was like uh, like nowadays i'm thinking to master more in a ways that 
things are not that loud because yeah. all the streams is coming from Spotify. And at the moment, there's no live gigs. So <laughs> you really don't need that loud frequencies much at the moment. Yeah, definitely. And I'm actually wondering if Spotify already started to do that like quiet quietening thing because uh, yeah. my my most recent EP, I actually feel like it sounds quieter than some of the tracks that I've kind of like compared it to, even though it's yeah. mastered to minus three to between minus three and minus four luffs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just listening to a playlist that had one of my tracks on it. And when my track came on, I was like, this is so much quieter. <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. weird. Yeah, it is. It is like, yeah, it is. <sighs> Because you you will you will never know like also what what kind of you can see from like ozone and sort of these things like what you're gonna lose when things are compressed and and when things are like uh, exported into MP3 then wave and all of these things but it's still when it comes to the real life you don't know exactly what is the the like the equipments they have over there how is they gonna actually affect so right. I will always say better safe than sorry like. Yeah. Just to, yeah. to take care of your track by yourself rather than just expecting that they will their equipments will make your track sound still acceptable and it might just be squashed and then drrr, everything is like sounding bad and yeah. you cannot change that anymore. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm probably gonna start like doing less less limiting and less clipping. Or yeah. <laughs> at, at least I'm, I might keep doing what I'm doing, but only up that that version to SoundCloud and then make a different one for Spotify. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you could you could always try to do that like two times, especially if you're like in control to to like choose what to be uploaded where. Because some labels they just like you would send them one thing and they are just like it's it's good enough. We we are happy with one file and we can upload everywhere. But if you can take control of what get uploaded where, I would just rather say right away control that because even even like we go back to skrillex since really back in the days when he was doing like uh what was a song of the year and all of these things he used to have different type of mastering and i don't oh, know really? people oh, really? yeah i don't know if you, many people notice that but if you download some like even if you just render the youtube song for example the video you're gonna see more dynamics than the ones mm -hmm. that is released like separately that they are more squashed and and so so he's been always doing that, and you can notice it even now on Spotify when, when you hear his songs and you hear his live things. It's more loud somewhere else, and it's more quieter. And you can hear also the dynamics difference. So that's like, interesting. Yeah, I would, I would, I would recommend to do that if you have the ability to. Hell yeah, fucking Skrillex man, always ahead of the game yeah. in some way. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he is who he is. I can't. It would be a pleasure just to sit and talk with him for a five minutes. <laughs> to be like, what are you? <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of being ahead of the game, I've got one final question for you because we're going to wrap up here soon. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So this might be the hardest question of the podcast or it might be the easiest one. So, yeah, so, let's see. <laughs> if you could go back in time and give yourself one tip for when you first started producing what would it be yeah well it's 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 pretty 
like there will be two tips to be honest that that I would I would give myself because they are they are really like what I'm struggling at the moment. Uh, number one is like just just do music and don't have to like detail too much. Like you yeah. you would spend too much time just creating things that is really not necessary. But trying to focus on things that is really like yeah it's it's useful like sort of get so deep into mixing but you actually need you're a producer so focus more as developing yourself as a producer and number two which is i would be like focused on one style at least like i would i would develop myself in just one genre for for so long and try to make everything around it to make it work so like i know i know many artists at the moment they have changed their genre but they had a base at the beginning like yeah uh, I don't know if you pick any artist. He used to do something at the beginning and then he switched. And and like, let's say Martin Garrix, for example, he, he started doing EDM and then he switched to like a bit future bass and then some pop things, but he's back to EDM. He always have a home to go back to. So this is why I, I would have said that I would have rather to just do something, develop myself in it so much and just be this in my home. I can experience around, but always come back to it because like, at least I, I I see it this way that it just gives you a bigger like knowledge into one thing specifically. Yeah, I mean, I I think you can. There's bits of advice you can take from other genres and apply it to your main genre. But definitely, yeah, exactly. like, definitely, if you know there's a genre you want to make, just stick to it. Because when I yeah. when I started out, I was like, I want to make dubstep, and then I'm like. Okay, this shit's too hard. I don't know how to sound design. I'm gonna go yeah. make other stuff. I'm not gonna say other genres because then people will say those genres are simpler than dubstep or something. But um, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> um, but it's a bit like it's it's good to experience, of course, and because every every genre is gonna give you some knowledge in some specific area. But like, it's it's always good that you are known with something. Yeah. This is like yeah, look at all the main artists they are known with something that they are like maybe some of them they even say they have created it even if they did not but like they are like once you say this name is connected to that style so this this is a really really hard thing to achieve after you come a long way already on on like your work and your work is released so yeah this would be the only one thing i would say hell yeah man um yeah. is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up here well, I would just, <laughs> I just say this because like, I always tell it, like, I don't know if you're aware, like I have this YouTube channel that I'm also teaching music, like having oh, music sick. production oh, and stuff like that, but it's in Arabic. So <laughs> it has like, it's, it's, there's a lot of lacking for, for quality tutorials in Arabic. But anyway, so I always say this there, like for any artist, big or small, just collaborate with each other more. This is what I, like oh, my yeah. biggest oh. advice for everyone, because you don't have to be like the other one is going to provide more than you and 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 like he's or the track is like amazing no you still sometimes you need to put like 50 percent in the way and 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 like it's 50 50 thing it does not always have to be like one-sided thing like he needs me he needs to put more or the track needs to be amazing no just just collaborate more together and try to help each other with knowledge that's all i would say awesome and that's that's really cool that you're um, teaching music production in Arabic, dude. Like, I really respect that. Um, yeah. Because I see all these like English tutorials and I'm like, man, I wonder if 
if these tutorials exist in other languages and i guess yeah. <laughs> like you said there's just not yeah. it's just not, not that many right yeah it's, it's like because there's there's loads there's almost in every as like topic you're going to find in english language but like when you come to your own home language like let's say for like again i would say the names the sultan and jewel like i think they are the, they are middle eastern from how they sound when they talk and there's tutorials so like they have a really great knowledge but they are also saying it in english so you can have lots of tutorials about dubstep in english but you have none in arabic so that's why i was like let's i, I will try to at least do it and started to just give all the knowledge as much as i can that is given in english but in arabic language so i can help everyone just in the whole middle east not only egypt to have similar knowledge somehow i'm, I'm still learning myself of course but at least i'm going to give what i know at the moment so hello respect dude um thanks man thanks thanks so much for joining me that was thank you so much for having Omar. me no worries glad. dude <laughs> yeah. Omar, one half of pharaoh freaks pharaoh. so yeah. go check out pharaoh yeah. freaks their most recent release was red not red light sorry uh there'll be a link in the description and i'll also put a link to omar's channel in case there's any arabic speakers who want to learn music in <laughs> arabic <laughs> yeah so um yeah man thanks again for joining me it was a pleasure having you on yes same here thank you legend <laughs> peace guys peace